I'm Rob. I'm Nate. And welcome back to Nate Cheats on a Theme Month. I did, I did not cheat on a theme month. So we began a new theme month. Uh, we're doing anniversary month. Uh, we decided to each select two movies featuring that are having in 2022 an anniversary year ending in either a five or a zero. So these are movies from years ending in a two or a seven. And didn't we also say they had to be at least 25 years old? Well, it worked out. Yeah. Because they are. I don't, anyway, we're going to go in chronological order. I picked our 1982 selection. Rob will be doing 87 and 92, and then I will be doing 97. I didn't intend that we would be doing them all sequentially like this. You know, we could have taken things from the 50s or from whenever. Yeah. But this is what we ended up doing. This uh, gave me a good excuse to work in a movie that I wanted to show Rob for a while, which is Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which we just finished viewing. And what are your first impressions? First, I have a couple questions. Okay. How many times have you seen this movie? Uh, I've seen this four or five times. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you have a viewing which was most memorable? Probably the first time. Yeah? Yeah. I can... uh, Yeah. I believe I can understand Mm -hmm. why. So now it holds up, though it's 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 very much a movie that can be rewatched. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's not a. I guess I'm jumping way ahead now. There's not a significant amount of substance to it, but it's fun. And yeah. There's it, not, and it holds. It's kind of that timeless fun. Yeah. There's. Uh, it's timeless, but it's also a heck of a time capsule. Yes. It makes you want to go back to 1982. Yeah. It's not. There's not a ton in terms of plot yeah like usually i'd ask you to give a plot summary but i don't think there's really a point here because we're just following half a dozen eight ten characters through a one year at ridgemont high school in southern california this composite location it has been suggested by some that the film might as well have been called fast times at ridgemont mall because we spend about as much time at the mall as we do at the high school this film was directed by amy heckerling Amy Heckerling is best uh, remembered for this film, as well as the Look Who's Talking films and Clueless, which I just saw about a week or two ago for the first time. Was that intentional with knowing? No, it was just because it was on (laughs) Prime and I wanted to see it before it left Prime. Well, that's a good coincidence. And then the source material is a book by Cameron Crowe, who uh, you may remember from earlier broadcast I am not a big fan of, but I do quite like this film. Now, Cameron Crowe was very young when he started writing professionally. He was a teenager writing for Rolling Stone in the 70s. And I guess he looked young because he went undercover at some Southern California high schools from 1980-81 to get an idea of what Gen X was up to and what that high school experience was. And he wrote a nonfiction book, which I've not read, but I want to read. And this is adapted from that. How loosely, I don't know. But it follows... A number of characters, and it's got a really good cast, but I think that the star of the film is actually the soundtrack. This is an excellent soundtrack featuring songs from the likes of Jackson Brown, Don Henley, The Ravines, The Go-Go's, Sammy Hager, Jimmy Buffett, Graham Nash, Poco, Donna Summer, Stevie Nicks, David Palmer. It's just an excellent soundtrack. I, I have a copy. Yeah. And the cast uh, is also quite excellent. I figured we'd just kind of work our way through the cast and talk a little bit about the characters since there's not a traditional narrative structure. So the standout performance in this film and first build is a young Sean Penn as Jeff Spicoli, 
Thoughts on Jeff Spicoli? We've all known someone like this. Mm-hmm. I actually was kind of charmed by his character. At the beginning of the movie, I thought that there was going to be nothing to this character, mm-hmm. that he was going to be kind of a throwaway character. It was, it was very cliche at the beginning, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it works. Yeah. And by the end of the movie, you actually kind of really like his character. You do actually like him, but... Yeah, yeah especially yeah. that conversation with Mr. Hand in his bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, this is... Sean Penn could have been stuck in this world forever. I mean, he does such a good job, and I guess he method acted the thing, <laughs> which probably would have made for an entertaining time on set. I mean, to a certain extent, how else do you do that part other than to method act yeah. it? But, yeah. But he just needs this stoner surfer dude who's pretty good-natured, actually, even though he totally trashes somebody's car over the course of the film not out of malice yeah but they come up with a clever way of, of getting out well of and, and honestly he was kind of smart like the way he covers up the, the car wreck the way that he orders the pizza to the classroom you know the way he ultimately kind of wins mr hand over to his side like yeah so yeah i mean it's 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 a great performance it's probably what this film is is most remembered for in terms of of acting uh we then have uh, jennifer jason lee as stacy hamilton a sympathetic character. A sympathetic character of um, 15 as the film starts. Yeah, and her friends convince her to be a little more physically aggressive in relationships mm-hmm. than maybe she's prepared to be. Because she's, she's friends with some older girls and she's wanting to, to be like them. She's she's 15, playing 15 at least at the beginning of the film. Jennifer Jason Lee was 20 at the time. Phoebe Cates, who is her friend and also prominent in the film, was 19. They're playing underage girls. There is some nudity in in this, yeah. uh, which is kind of kind of uncomfortable because they are playing so young and they are quite young uh, to be doing this on film. This is one of those movies that presents things presents the younger generation pretty matter of factly and non apologetically, and just kind of drops you into their world. I made a mention during this film that we have one scene with a parent. Yes. And then other than that, the parents are completely absent from this film. It's like a Peanuts comic strip. We're just seeing these people interact. And it kind of helps emphasize the fact that this is that Generation X was known as, you know, the the generation that grew up without the close parental supervision. They were just kind of feeling their way along things. And... I think that this is this is the definitive high school film for that generation. Yeah, I I couldn't disagree with you, but yeah, it's it's very it seems very fitting, and it seems as though it was probably fitting for more than just a decade. Yeah. So she's so Jennifer Jason Lee Stacy is is basically our female protagonist. We have Judge Reinhold as her brother Brad Hamilton, who you and also end up liking. Yeah. And they have a little bit of that kind of sibling rivalry, and then there's a really kind of sweet scene towards the end where they're like, we've got each other's back. Yeah. Which I quite appreciated. Robert Romanus plays Mike Damone, who's an interesting character. He he wants to present a certain... He's supposed to be the cool kid at the beginning of the movie, and kind of ends up being just about the same as everybody else it's by a, the end. It's an interesting arc because he, he he's, he's trying too hard to be cool. Yeah. But he seems like he's legitimately cool. And pulling and, it off. And pulling it off. And by the end of the film, you're like, I don't think he's very cool. Yeah. Because he does some pretty kind of scuzzy things. Brian Becker is our everyman male character, male lead, Mark Rat Ratner. Mm-hmm. Super likable, sincere kid. He has uh, the hots 
for Stacy. They go on a date. It's kind of uh, saved by him having to call in Mike because he forgot his wallet. So he makes a call to Mike and then makes the dinner take forever to give Mike time to get, to get there the with his, there. his wallet. And then they go back to her place and she invites him in. And she's just gotten over a thing with uh, like a 26-year-old guy who she lied to and said she, she was 19. I'm not positive this guy really bought that, but he just decided to go for it. And she is just ready on this first date to go, probably go all the way with him. And it makes him nervous as heck, and he just has to get out of there. And well, then he, he barely had the courage to ask her out to start with. <laughs> yeah, he had to keep getting pushed. And Mike helping him. But he just he can't he can't process too much for him. But he really likes her, and he kind of stays kind of at the sidelines throughout the film and sticks up for her a couple of times and she eventually realizes this nice this is the nice guy that I want to be with I don't have to have sex I want a relationship and at the end of the film uh, they get together and apparently it works going forward because the end of the film does that yeah. end of Animal House thing that they like to do at the time with the, the little kind of telling what happens to the character what happens yeah. to him afterwards so yeah I, I find them quite likable Again, we mentioned Phoebe Cates. We got Ray Walston as Mr. Hand, who's great. That's just a really fun performance. Vincent Chevalli as Mr. Vargas, the biology teacher. I love that gag near the end where they meet his wife, and she's just stunningly attractive, and he's just an odd-looking guy. Yeah. We got Forrest Whitaker as Charles Jefferson, who's a football star. Uh, when Spicoli destroys his car accidentally, they decide to put fake graffiti on it blaming the rival high school Lincoln Lincoln so he just goes ballistic on the Lincoln the game and they win 42 to 0 yep yeah. uh, Kelly Maroney is in this uh, she was our lead in Chopping Mall uh, which we did a couple years ago and which this mall was filmed at the same location I looked it up to the point of verifying the address of the mall in both movies All right. and it's this, the exact same mall and then this is one of those films, and there's been a number of them. What was the Can't Hardly Wait? Yeah. You ever see Can't Hardly Wait? It's like every actor who could feasibly play a high school kid in 1998 is in Can't Hardly Wait. And in this film, you got the same thing. By minor part, some, not even with dialogue, Eric Stoltz is in this, Anthony Edwards, Nicolas Cage. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, I find this film very likable. You know, it's just it's got a nice tone to it. There's a lot of lighthearted stuff. It it, it touches on some serious stuff uh, when Stacy has to go and get the abortion, which I think was very matter of factly and pretty respectfully handled, yes. given the context yeah. of what's going on. I just find this a very likable movie. And I, I agree. To share it with you. Yeah, I'm glad that you did show it to me. Obviously, it was something I was lacking from my movie repertoire. But yeah, I'm glad I saw this. Glad I caught up on this. Yeah, I was impressed with it. Again, I so about probably about the halfway mark, I was starting to wonder where are they going with this movie? Yeah. You know, because you're introducing, you're developing characters and things like that. And I'm like, okay, so either the plot's going to have to get serious now, or where is this going? Yeah. You know, and again, we as we said earlier, there's not a significant amount of plot to this movie, and that's okay. And it just flows. It works. Everything they put into it worked well. So, yeah. Probably would have been an interesting movie to, uh, like, the behind-the-scenes making of would have been interesting. But you can also see shadows of this into movies, I mean, made for another 20-plus years. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. just kind of set set a certain standard and kind of a point of reference. Well, and you have a lot of movies that then are trying to remake this. I yeah, mean, yeah. yeah, even like Ten Things I Hate About You is very similar. Did you want to talk some trivia or? Sure. This was apparently Amy Heckerling's first time directing. Uh, said she was seeking to make a comedy that was less structured than conventional ones and more like American Graffiti, so that if you woke up and found yourself living in the movie, you'd be happy. I, I wanted to kind of feel. Yeah. I wanted that kind of feel. She succeeds. Yeah, I agree. So for his masturbation scene, Judge Reinhold bought a large dildo to work with. Unbeknownst to the rest of the cast, Phoebe Kate's look of horror and disgust is very real. <laughs> That is a very famous scene. Uh, it was also referenced in the most recent season of Stranger Things. Yeah. Which I have not caught up with yet. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this one. Director Amy Heckerling has stated that she got Phoebe Cates to overcome her fear of doing the topless scene by assuring the actress it would only be for a few seconds and thus wouldn't allow people much time to stare. Ironically, in the following years, during the era of videotape home video, it became a running joke at many video rental stores that copies of Fast Times at Ridgemont High often suffered a predictable flicker during the topless moment in question because so many renters had paused the video on that shot, causing excessive wear on the tape at that location. Nicolas Cage lied about his age so he could get a bigger part, but the producers eventually found out he was only 17. The Damone Stacy sex scene included a shot of Damone undressing that included full frontal nudity. Contrary to popular belief, the shot was not cut from the film to avoid an X rating. It remains in the film, but is reframed to crop the nudity out. The 2021 Criterion Collection release of the film restored the original framing and nudity and still carries an R rating. Universal originally planned to only release the film in the western part of the United States for a few weeks before sending it off to cable. Regional releases were still common at this time due to the belief that there was no audience for the movie. After an excellent response, the film went wide three weeks later with a big opening in the eastern United States and had a long run in theaters. I want to get this one in. Near the beginning of the movie, right after Mr. Hand sends Spicoli to the front office for being late to class, Mr. Hand passes out the class schedule for quizzes. After the paper is passed out, the students put the page up to their noses and deeply inhale. This was a popular school ritual of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Uh, early 80s, as photocopying machines were very expensive, so ditto machines were used. The resulting copies did not get you high, but they smelled good. According to Amy Heckerling, Sean Penn and Pals were actually smoking marijuana in the van as they exited for the prom. The mall scenes were shot during the night from when the mall closed at 9.30 to when it opened at 9. The two kids who Damone scalps the tickets to were under 18 and due to labor laws couldn't film past certain hours, so they only had a 10-minute window to shoot their scenes. Oh, Nicholas Cage in this actually appears under the name Nicholas Coppola. Nancy Wilson, wife of Cameron Crowe and Heartbad member, appears as the woman in the car beside Brad's laughing at his pirate costume. (laughs) So Brad's arc is that he thinks he's a super cool guy and very successful, but he works a string of menial jobs at All-American Burger and then Captain Hook's Fish and Chips and finally Marty Mart where he foils a robbery. Yeah. Are you ready for this one? I don't know. Stacy works at Perry's Pizza. Jennifer Jason Lee actually worked at Perry's Pizza for a month after she got the role of Stacy Hamilton, but before filming began. I that. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. 
this was this was a fun movie. Again, nothing overly serious, but I, there's one goof I've seen that I want to point out to oh, you. Okay. Mr. Hand tells the students that the Platt Amendment is an amendment to the U.S. Constitution and is vital in their daily lives. The Platt Amendment is neither a constitutional amendment nor is it important in Americans' daily lives. The Platt Amendment established Cuba as a U.S. Pr- protectorate after the USA helped free Cuba from Spanish rule during the 1898 Spanish-American War. Furthermore, it was passed in 1901, 19, not 1906, as he claimed. It's such a needless, such a needless <laughs> inaccuracy. I did want to mention one uh, other bit I was going to get to earlier, but it showed up in the trivia here. So, Jennifer Jason Leigh's father, Vic Morrow, died in a helicopter accident on the set of Twilight Zone, the movie, about three weeks before the U.S. release of Fast Times. Wow. That's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. They, were kind of, they were estranged. Yeah. yeah, it's still still unfortunate. Yeah, this has an aggregate score on IMDb of seven point one stars, and I would rate this a three and eight. It has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of seventy eight percent. I'm giving this film I'm going to give it three and a half stars, uh, but I'm also going to give it uh, an eight. Yeah, nice. I just think it has a little. There's a little bit more substance to this than a forgettable. A teenage comedy. It's like it's up a half a half level because yeah. of that. I enjoyed it. This was quite a, a fun way to start the month. I actually expected something perhaps a little more serious from you this this week, but I'm glad I and I enjoyed it. Another big contender for 1982 was The Verdict, which is a legal drama with Paul Newman. Yeah, probably would have been fun. Yeah, I have seen. I actually started that recently. Well, recently being in the last six months, and I only got about halfway through it. Uh, And then I forget what happened, but it became unavailable, so I didn't finish it. So, yeah. Well, if there's nothing else, I'm Rob. And I'm Nate. And this is Rob and Nate Record a Podcast. Crap, I had a joke I was going to make before we started, and now I forgot. Oh, well. You forgot because you're Ridgemont High. Mm Mm-hmm. Then how did we watch two 1982s in back-to-back nights? Well, because the one is not part of the theme month. The one is part of another. I lost my train of thought. Hello. Uh-huh. Then you need to pull over and park until we can check it out. Pull over and park until we can get it checked out. As soon as you can get into a parking lot, just pull over there. Um, and it'll be an hour or so before I can get over to come help you, but then I'll come take a look at it, and we'll see if we can get it home tonight or what we need to do. All right. I'll call you in just a bit. Abby's having car trouble. Who is? Oh, Abby. Oh, okay. My niece. Who's not my niece? Yeah. Anyways, we've got an interesting outtake. Yeah. All right.